0: I wanted to become a Revelation wellness instructor um, because it just blended my passions of uh, ministry and uh, reaching out to others through movement um, in a way that I didn't even realize. It just kind of came in my path and I was like, I guess this is what God has for me next. And then as I went through it, it was just exactly what God had for me. I loved every minute of the instructor training experience whether um, it was the small groups and um, just bonding with them and living life with them or um, just the, the well done material and um, education that I received as well as just growing so much closer to God. It was just life changing.
1: Hey, Revelation Wellness friends, you just heard Bethany Newhouse share her life-changing experience going through Revelation Wellness instructor training, and we're inviting you on that same journey. Are you ready to find deeper freedom or lead others on that journey? We're inviting you to join one of our Revelation Wellness instructor tracks forming now. The early bird pricing ends today, February 23rd, so swipe up on the show notes to download a packet. On today's show, we're diving into the waters of diet culture as Elisa walks us through the history of dieting and helps us to understand why they don't work. Would you be shocked to hear you have a better chance of surviving metastatic lung cancer than achieving long-term success with a diet? That's a hard statistic to believe, but studies show that diet culture keeps us in a loop that never leads to sustainable success. So if you're ready to learn a better way, one that embraces God's good design for your body, then this one's for you. And Elisa's going to give you a really practical way to start moving the needle to better health today. So let's dive in.
0: I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness. We've been a ministry since 2011. And here's what we exist to do. Here's our vision statement of Revelation Wellness. We are spreading the love of Jesus through physical and mental health Practices for a wholehearted faith. This is our new vision statement we just put out recently. And this is, this is the essence of who we are. We are people who <laughs> love Jesus with all of who we are. We didn't just give Jesus our heart. We're giving him our body too. And so we have physical and mental health practices. Practices, I got to keep my mind renewed So my body stays well and my heart's on fire for God when that wholehearted faith comes out. So if you look at that vision statement, it is really in disguise loving God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. But practices are a part of that. We're going to give you practices. Everything Revelation Wellness, we just launched our app. If you're not a part of our app, please go get it. It's free. Sign up for the app because everything back there is practices, community to keep pointing you on towards what matters most practices another word for habits creating these new practices putting guardrails on our life so that we are we are aimed towards one direction my life for god that's it anything outside of those boundaries has got to go any distraction towards obsession or neglect of my body or obsession and neglect of my finances obsession or neglect of my friendships and relationships that has to go i got to come into this place with God where I walk out my life. So that's what you'll do here at Revelation Wellness, and we're excited to do that with you in all the ways. So here's what I figured we would do today. We are going to drop the pin on some head knowledge a little bit to find out how did we get here? How do we get to where we are right now with our relationship with food and our body? We have to figure that out by looking a little bit at where we came from. Because if you start to look at the history of our, our humanity and our relationship to food and our body, then we start to figure out, oh, we see how we just slowly got sucked into this point of where we are today, which is a complete distraction <laughs> from who God is. He wants your heart. He wants your heart. So you get to come with him no matter what your body looks like. And as you give him your heart, he'll take care of that body. So let's start today with some diet history. Now, the word diet makes people go, oh gosh, diet history. I'm not talking about like diet when you trigger word. Diet is just the definition of the food you eat. And if you're human, if you're a baby, you have a diet. And you're an adult, you have a diet. Everyone has a diet. So it's not a bad word. It's a descriptive word of the food that you eat. So as a human, a humankind, let's look at our history of Uh, diets just our relationship with the foods that we ate so we're gonna go back to millions of years ago to 12,000 BC before God created everything or when he creates everything it's the Paleolithic era this would be very reminiscent of what God said in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and he gave us every seed-bearing plant for food it says in Genesis 1 this era would be the era of hunting, fishing, and a gathering era: meat, fish, nuts and seeds, plants and oils, veg- vegetable oils, fruits, and honey. Now, in the beginning, in the beginning, we were created to eat vegetarian vegetables. But then, the, as we know the biblical story, there was a fallout. Our bodies began to fall out, and we do see then that we began to eat meat as of Noah and and the um, after the flood. So there was this. This, okay, you're gonna have more to eat than just the nuts and seeds, although, and plants, that's still a really big part of a a whole diet, or those foods are always gonna be best for us, right? We know that. They're gonna give us good energy. But it doesn't mean, oh, I only eat that. We have to be really careful of falling into those extremes. But that would be very similar to the Paleolithic era, eating nuts and seeds and plants and some meat and fish, right? You know that, you've heard that. But that was back at a time when we would hunt and gather. There was no farming. It was literally every day you'd wake up and you would get out into the world and how am I going to collect the food that I need to survive, my family, my tribe to survive. I just want you to think about that for a second. This is really important because it will help you understand why we got to where we are today. You spent a lot of time thinking about food. If you weren't eating, you were hunting, you're sleeping, you get up and you repeat it. There was no going to university, there were no jobs at Google, there was no internet, there was no work like we know work today. That was the job. Stay alive, find the food, don't get eaten by predators. It was very archaic in that way, but still how we survived. Then we get to 580 BC, 580 before Christ, the vegetarian diet emerges by a man named Pythagoras. He was a mathematician who believed eating animals was cruel. So this is 580 years before Christ. This would definitely be in biblical times, but I just wanted to highlight that, that he was like, oh, this is cruel, we're eating animals. Let's just go back and just eat those seeds and nuts and plants. And so people, that's where the vegetarian diet began in a name, but if you look in the Bible, it was the very beginning, God was like, yeah, you're best gonna live off of fruits and vegetables, things that grow out from the ground. Then 2000 BC to 1700 AD after death, the ancient Greek and biblical eating became a way of eating. This is the agricultural era of growing crops and herding animals is occurring. Um, simple things like sprouted grains, homemade bread, legumes, fish, meat, fresh foods, olive nuts. This would be the time when Jesus in the Bible would do parables about sowing and reaping, the parable of the sower of the seeds. He would talk in farming language. What another thing they, you could think about, they were very patient back then. <laughs> they understood Food doesn't just occur at the s- local supermarket. You just get in and get out. It, you had to grow it. You had to be patient. You had to hope for the crops to be good. You had to hope for the rains to come. There was this real connection to food and God and time. Patience, it'll come. And that was our posture of our heart was maybe it's going to be a good year, a bad year. We didn't know. Food was cyclical in that way. So I just want you to see how connected we are to food, how much it's part of us and how much time we spent with it. Then the agricultural revolution comes in 1700s to the 18th century. This is where new patterns and crop rotation and livestock utilization paved the way for better crops. So look at this picture right here. You can see this is like some machinery starts to get made. This is, this is probably a little after the era, but we're trying to show you a picture of the fact. Think about if you were planting uh, a, a um, farm, if you were a farmer having to plant your crops, you would take one utensil or one hoe and work one line and plant the seeds. Well, now you can see, hey, if we create a, a mechanical um, invention to, to hoe down many fields or at one time, we'll save time. So we start seeing this type of early industrial uh, or agricultural revolution. So new patterns of crop rotation. Then the industrial revolution happens in the 1760 to 1840s. This is a transition to new manufacturing and process uh, in Europe and in the U.S. This is where canned foods and processed food starts happening. So just keep that picture up, 1760 to 1840 this is going to help us save time. So now I don't have to wait so long to get what I need because machinery and manufacturing will help this happen at a quicker speed. So this frees up our brains for more things. We can do other things now instead of spending every day, getting up and going, looking for food. Food is very connected to our desire to live and be nourished. Now, something got really crazy in the early 1900s. Things just got weird. Once we started realizing that we could manufacture stuff, we started putting our hands into that manufacturing, creating all types of different ideas, concepts, and diets. Y'all look at some of these ads we put up for you. These are again in the early 1900s. look at that eat 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 and always stay thin (laughs) tapeworms are in there as well yeah overweight new 24-hour diet takes pounds off big eaters this is in the 1900s early 1900s loose fat look and feel years younger how modern women keep youthful and banish fat (laughs) early 1900s wash away fat in years of age these are actual advertisements guys these are from advertisements that we found lose weight the easy way try new and improved lard be gone lard be gone yeah okay now with live tapeworm eggs and then we have this anti-fat the great remedy for copulence carpulence I should say Allen's anti-fat I'd like to give you a list you guys I, I'm gonna have to take my glasses out for this we could probably turn this, someone should turn this into a rap song in the early 1900s we have things like the apple cider vinegar diet the chewing diet the cigarette diet 1940s has a spike in packaged foods for convenience then the 1950s brought us the tapeworm diet 1953 we have tv dinners come to the table my family everyone remember tv trays remember the tv remember tammy yeah Yeah, you'd have the tv trays over by the couch I remember my mom got the TV trays for Christmas. It was like her gift one year from my dad. 1963, Weight Watchers comes on the scene. 1970s, The Sleeping Beauty Diet. 1977, Slim Fast replaced breakfast and lunch. 1978, we had the Atkins 1.0 version. 1982, Low Fat and Aerobics was gonna be the cure. We're just going to move our bodies and eat less fat. Then in 1992, the Atkins Diet 2.0, which now went real extremely hard on carbohydrates, carbohydrates bad. 2012, Weight Watchers makes a comeback. And in 2016, intermittent fasting. 2018, keto madness. What's next? Look at the history. God created us to eat and have what we need. It took a lot of time. But then as we evolved, time started to become more available to us as we became more creative with the Industrial Revolution. And now we've got more time on our hands. So what do we decide to do? Well, let's focus a little more on our beauty. Let's focus a little more on our appearance. And then we start making these judgments on what is good, what is bad. Then we can sell products to fix what we see as bad. It's just our brokenness in our brain, trying to control what feels uncontrollable. The Greeks were the first to prioritize the body and high value and importance. So this is where their body, right? We got food and then the body we want. Well, this has to matter. What does it mean? I read this statement from an uh, from an article and you can put that up now it says diet culture can be traced back to as early as ancient greek times where moderation and regulation of food intake was promoted to attain calmness it also also represented a marker of supreme self-control one of the highest virtues in ancient greece you guys since then every culture has been ascribing some sort of acceptable standard for beauty and value and worth. Because that's the cry of our heart. We have food and we need it and we want it, but our hearts are longing for something more than just food. So do we see how once we got some energy freed up in time to not be about food, our hearts started get wonky and we go, okay, I'm fat or I'm not the ideal. I'm not fitting the culture and it's so inextric- inextricably tied to food. Romans 1.25 says this, that they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. Who's they? The people that would not worship God. And they worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. In the beginning, God creates us and calls us good And that's the real thing you need to wrestle out with God. Am I a created being or does God exist or not? What is this? And if God exists, then he created you. And in the beginning, he created you, called you good, gave you good food to eat. But then our hearts in our own brokenness and selfish desire and a willingness to listen to another voice outside of a good father, a good God, we gave in to a temptation and so lies into the world and now we worship and serve created things rather than creator god diet culture is all about i'm worshiping and serving a standard of beauty or strength that is not of god god defines that we have to begin by looking again back at our hearts what is going on with me where there is culture There there is food, and there are our bodies engaging and relating to food, and so there is a diet culture. Everyone has some diet culture around them, telling them, here's what you eat, and here's what we call beautiful. Nadia Craddock is a body image researcher, and she gives this definition to diet culture. It is a collective set of social expectations telling us one way to be and one way to look and one way to eat, and that we are a better person, we're a more worthy person if our bodies are a certain way. Food, we need it to survive, but God is the giver of the food. And so if we are not giving our hearts, our worship or our attention back to the God who created us, we will give it away to all other cultures whatever culture i live in who do you say i am okay so what should i eat okay what should i look like okay instead of once we give our heart back to god we are now in the kingdom culture and the kingdom culture is mind-blowing it's better than it breaks all the molds it doesn't make sense so if your body doesn't fit the mold and you've been birthed into a time or a family where you tried hard to fit whatever standard that society was said that would be acceptable shame off you that's why I wore this shirt that I'm not sweating through just yet (laughs) shame off you and I also want to say this some of you fell under this because you were born into it and your mother did it and your mother mother did it and your father maybe told you and was worried about you being fat or not fitting the ideal or and, and there were some side remarks said because they are broken sinful people who need Jesus just as much as I do. And so that spoke a lie into your heart. And from that you have just looked to fill it over and over and that is never ever going to satisfy It is not it's a setup and it's for you to know god who says i've made you you are my beloved i've made you and called you for myself and he's not looking at your body he's looking at your heart so you started as a young child working from the outside in if i just fix my body and get it right then i will be accepted and loved and valued and god goes i've always accepted and valued and loved you now work with me from here and outward towards your body. It will be. And I go back to the kingdom culture. You guys, I just came back from um Asbury College where there is a move of God happening, and I saw the kingdom working. I saw old, young, every person of color, social status, financial status, and they were all worshiping God. And it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen and their bodies i wasn't sitting there going oh my gosh she could lose some weight no she was capable or able to worship god and if you take that that heart of worship out into your life you will relate to food to drink in a way that fuels you to worship god so you don't just numb out You don't even want to numb out. You're like, I just want to worship God. I need energy to worship God. I need energy to think, feel, and choose whatever the kingdom's doing. I want to do that. That is a kingdom culture. And that's what you belong to. Every culture will ascribe some type of relationship to food. And in the kingdom, God goes, yes, I love food. It's good. I made it. Your body is good. Let's exercise it so that you're about my business of spreading good on the earth. Diet culture is rooted in the need to belong, not beauty and strength. Look at that, I wanna keep that up. Diet culture, that's all it's really rooted in. It's not about making your body look pretty or be stronger, it's actually rooted in the need to belong. It's all about that culture, a place of belonging. And if you grew up in a home where you didn't feel like you belonged, then it's no wonder you've struggled with your body and food. There's a huge science around attachment, feeling safe with food and nourished and loved. And if food was used to manipulate you or you've manipulated it to try and gain value, worth, and belonging, that connectivity to that relationship with food needs to be healed and it gets healed inside a kingdom culture of God's people saying, you're amazing. You're beautiful yes there are works to do yes there's a working out of salvation i'm going to get to the reality i know some of you are going yes elisa but i'm not doing well i don't feel well okay we'll get there but i'm trying to get to your heart your heart belongs to god i read this quote and i believe it was by nadia the same body image researcher when we talk about attachment we just want to know am i safe do i belong she said this quote that you aren't afraid of being fat You're afraid of being treated like a fat person. That is the fear that I won't belong. Because you might go to another culture that goes, that's too skinny. Okay, well then I'm afraid of being too skinny because I'll be treated such way. And I just wanna acknowledge for a second, I stand before you as a woman who I have to some extent a body privilege I'm five foot tall uh, I've never struggled with having too much weight because here in the United States as you saw since the early 1900s thin is the stuff thin is it and we've got a culture that's been going after it and Weight Watchers and Atkin diets and all these things I kind of fit into that body privilege and some of you were birthed into a family line where that is not what God intended for you. You have bigger bones, you have bigger hips, you are more person, or you're taller and that doesn't fit. Or, you know, I could think, I remember being small always felt like something. Cindy, can I get an amen behind the camera? Cindy's about my size too, where you just felt like if I was just a little taller, I wouldn't be wearing size 6X when I'm 12 years old. <laughs> like, if I, just had a little, I might belong, I'd have the cool things. So there's always, we all have it to some extreme. But generally for me, because my body responded well to fitness, I've had some body privilege and so I wasn't out per se. So I just want to honor that for a second, but here's what you need to hear me say. You're in, you're in, in the kingdom. God is looking for all people, one body, many different parts. You're in. 1 Peter 2, 10 through 11 says this. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul passions of our flesh wage war against our soul we are god's people we once weren't we were once trying to fit into this world we were once it just what culture what do you need me to be what do you need me to be i'm looking for belonging we don't belong in this world this world will not fit you and i say that i was a gal who had body privilege did it all worked that out to the extent that i could still empty still needed more Still feeling bitter, still feeling broken. Jesus is so much more beautiful. So much more. And now that I belong, I have to wage war against the passions of my flesh. There are these passions that come. You know what the passion of our flesh is right now, now that we live in a post-industrial revolution time? It's comfort. We just want to be comfortable. And that's, there's plenty of convenience stores for that and plenty of options to get comfort all the time. So, if we're going to wait, we got to wage war against our flesh now so that we are people who are sober and ready to go. Even though our bodies don't fit whatever mold, we are sober and ready to go. We got to get past this pain or this thought of I'm ugly, I'm fat, I don't fit in. And I'm telling you, it will only be cured in Jesus Christ alone. Period. Fall more in love with him. Well, Elisa, how do I do that? You get around people who are burning for him, <laughs> get around others who have said, I count it all loss. I count it all loss. I'm doing this God gets my heart and my body too. You get around people like that, you'll catch on fire. So I want to look at Ephesians 2:10. Says this, for we are his workmanship creating Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That word workmanship in the Greek translates to prototype. guys a prototype is something that's never been seen before a prototype it's weird it's gawky it's it's awkward it's never been seen before you are god's one of a kind poem poema is the actual greek word meaning a piece of art not a print of art not remanufactured over and over and over and over and over like one of a kind workmanship one poem a prototype no one else will ever have it see it again you are the one so of course you're not supposed to look like anyone else of course and I want to ask you this question what if you never get the body you want to see in the mirror but it meant the daughter behind you the girl behind you would be free Would you do it? Would you sign up for that? That you will never have it, but you will walk in freedom. You will display it, you will show it, you will live it so that someone behind you catches it. Would you do it? That's the heart of a servant. That's what Jesus said. I didn't come to be served. I didn't come to get the perfect body. I came to give away the thing that I want to receive i'm just going to give it away jesus said i want honor i'm gonna i'm gonna give it away i'm gonna honor you i think it's our friend jess conley has a shirt out right now that says in the front the women who have gone before me would be proud and on the back it says and the girls coming behind me will be free (laughs) <laughs> come on you guys we are standing in the gap right now we know diet culture doesn't work we've lived through it and it's up the jig is up 90% of diet, 97% don't work okay we can't go back we don't know what forward is there's a gap and if we lay ourselves over like a bridge then the generation behind can cross over our backs and they go free Second Corinthians 317 says this. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. (laughs) They'll be free. If I just get the spirit of God in me and I'm a habitation place for it and I host God in me, I'll be free. I will see the scales from my eyes fall, the scales off my feet broken and I'll be free. And I'm telling you guys, I cannot, man, this is the measure of good health. That internal shift happens in your soul. Forget it. Forget it. Your actual health needs, because some of you here are going, yeah, Elisa, I, I, I know diets don't work and I still have to lose some weight. I'm not well. My doctor gave me a report. I've got some things to deal with. Give them your heart. And you're like, I don't know how to do that get around others who are giving him his heart giving their heart to him we will encourage we will worship God and I'm telling you worship makes us well we are free to be one body with many parts so come be with a body of believers and learn The strength and beauty of the tension we have is one body in many parts. That's what I love about Revelation Wellness. It's a little glimpse of heaven. We want more. We are not who we are until you get in here. You bring your body. You bring your beauty. You bring your strength. And I'm talking to men too. Because this is not just a female ministry. Everyone with a body is relating to food around them and a culture around them. And we are here to be trained up in the goodness of God and to walk it out as brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, daughters, the family of God. But we have to do it together. Hmm. And I have one more practical thing. This is really practical. I like to give a practical. For those of you like, not doing a diet, I need to get healthy. I've got a seriously skewed relationship with food, Elisa. I've got a seriously skewed relationship with my body. One simple step I'm going to give you. And it's studies proven, studies prove that the quickest way to move biomarkers of good health, it's not through diet, it's through movement. (laughs) Go for a walk. It's instantaneous. Just move your body. And if you're like, I haven't moved my body, get up and move your body for five minutes (laughs) as an act of worship. Like, I mean this. Somebody is watching this. And you just need to go, I'm going on a five-minute walk, and I'm going to give God my heart. And it'll all fall away. Move your body. (laughs) Just go for a walk. When you move neurotransmitters and chemicals of hope, literally hope your muscles release endorphins and chemicals of hope through your body as you move this is why revelation wellness it's for you to have a faith that moves because god is on the move right now in asbury there's a move of god god wants to move but if we are stubborn and rigid and calloused we will bypass we will not see it and so thick hearts nothing happens but as we move god come and be the god of hope of my life you will find diets fall straight off and away so go for a walk use the podcast revelation wellness podcast revving the words yes be still be loved another thing just get yourself in the presence of god and then again get with others who are saying we're not going back we're not going back and there's work to do (laughs) There's always good work to do. We are good workmanship created for good works. And that has to be coherent work. In other words, I don't just go out and serve, serve, serve others. And meanwhile, I'm an empty well. I've got to take care of this. I have to steward here. I got to get with the Lord on my food choices and my thought choices and my financial choices. I got to, I got to let the Lord deal with me. And it is a good thing. He is a good father. He does not shame. He is not the father that's going to tell you lose some weight. Make me proud. You already are enough. Know his heart come be with a body of believers we are that body I'm gonna share some testimonies from people here at Revelation Wellness who have come through our training we are inviting you to consider coming a part of this discipleship ministry not so that you are here to like be a part of a club you are here to get discipled as a whole person who has walked through a lot of trouble so you can get whole and get free and get on with being a disciple of other people because that is the Great Commission so let's read this first uh, testimony from laura laura says this this has been such a transformational journey that meaning her and her discipleship training through revelation wellness that god has used to mend damaged relationships bring freedom from shame and show me his power and love what a privilege to be surrounded by such amazing ladies and i'm gonna say and gentlemen filled with the joy of the lord He has led me through the wilderness and now called me to greater heights. This is Laura from Rev. uh, Wild. Rev. Wild is our outdoor leadership program, our outdoor discipleship. So she went outdoors with people that brought her into greater heights. Next slide says, this is from Jess McClintock, also in Rev. Wild. She was squad two. God broke me down and put me back together on that mountain. I would not have spent the amount of time listening to him at home. I would have missed the new family that I now have in my fire team. That's what they call those squads out there in Rev Wild. They filled me up to overflowing. Having them having them all speak life over me was powerful. The silence and solitude was powerful. The devotional we were given was powerful. I would have missed out on what God had for me in that in this entire training even the training hikes and homework were impactful and strengthened my body my soul and my marriage since my husband did all my training hikes with me next Brittany Ullman of platoon 24 this is uh, rev instructor training said this for as long as i could remember i saw my body through the eyes of the world comparing it to what is marketed as beautiful and ideal Yet in 2020, that all changed as God worked a new thing in my life and introduced me to Revelation Wellness. From the moment I heard about it, I knew God was calling me into instructor training. The idea made me uncomfortable and nervous, all signs it was God, but I trusted in his plan. Since then, God has used the training RevWell TV and most of all, our Revelation Wellness family to heal what the enemy had broken and redeem it for the goodness God intended. My journey isn't over yet. But with God and our Revelation Wellness family on my side, I know for certain ultimate healing will come and it will be well worth the time and momentary discomfort. Amen. Beverly of Platoon 26 says this, as a certified fat loss coach, I found Rev as a means to get certified as a fitness instructor, having no clue what I would be receiving in exchange. Needless to say, I've been wrecked in all the best ways. I've repented of my pride of my body and found obsession where I thought was working out for health righteously, right? We can be so fooled. I was van it was vanity. I still work with women to safely lose weight, but I lead them with an invitation for God to speak to her goals. Yes, I cannot say enough about this ministry. I love seeing other coaches beginning to questions beginning to questions too. The industry is full of vanity. I'm still learning and growing. Life is more than food and clothing. Well done. Jesus would say so too. Next. Seven years ago, I attended my Revelation Wellness retreat 20 weeks pregnant with my son, Elijah. For five years, I immersed myself in the Rev family, furthering my leadership skills in the launch program and allowing the Lord to use me as his vessel in my local community. In 2021, Elijah was diagnosed with leukemia, and it became apparent to me that in that tragedy that the Lord had deeply prepared me through Revelation Wellness for such a time as this. He had prepared my heart and giving me a deeper understanding of what wholeness of health in mind, body, and spirit look like through his eyes to not be shaken in tragedy because he walked alongside me to treat each employee at the hospital with dignity and love while also calling them to action and justice as I advocate for my son Elijah was not able to walk at times the last 18 months due to intense chemotherapy I would cry because as I carried his fragile body up flights of stairs or held him during an eight hour of Sunday service each week, the Lord reminded me of the importance of strength in my body, mind, and spirit. As we say in Rev, we train because love is heavy. As I walked through the deepest valley of suffering in my life thus far, I was shown how crucial it was to have trained my entire self. Revelation one has changed my life. It is a family that truly has sharpened me in humility, gentleness, faith, and love. I wasn't sure if I would get through that one. (laughs) He's better. (laughs) He's better than all of it, any of it, any weight you're carrying today, any burden, any care. He's better. Well, there it is we are inviting you to disciple with us to be discipled and to come and disciple us teach us your story let us know a part of god's heart that only you carry we are more us because you come and be here so we are inviting you to become a revelation wellness instructor come get free stay free and set others free <laughs> this our saying we we use around here and there are three tracks to choose from Right now, you can enroll. We are enrolling for Revelation Fitness Track. It's nine weeks of training. You get a small group and a four-day virtual experience with the option of an in-person gathering. We're actually going to have a gathering here in Phoenix. If you're anywhere here, you'll actually be gathering here at the studio for some of that. And then you also you learn general group fitness there. That's the training for just general group fitness. Just want to. Uh, teach and move people in a general way that's the class uh, track to take Rev X is the same thing nine weeks of training in small groups as well as that four day virtual retreat experience but that is going to be in the metabolic more athletic conditioning and functional fitness track okay so if you love CrossFit or you just like more of that strength training things that are more heavy more intensity there we teach that in a heart of freedom, and then we finally have our Rev Wild track, which is our outdoor leadership training. Where there's ten weeks of online training, a small group, and then a five-night, six-day all-inclusive backcountry expedition. Those are limited, so if you're into the outdoors, we can only take so many heartbeats out on the trails. So be sure to check out to that, and that also is for outdoor leadership. So. That is happening right now. Sign up for instructor training by February 23rd for the early bird pricing, guys, save $200. So, all So, right, guys, you were made for more. Join, join our community, 2,000 plus instructors around the world. And again, go to revelationwellness.org forward slash RWIT to download a packet. It's not about the fitness, <laughs> but you have a body. Jesus incarnate. God put on flesh we have flesh and he wants to walk with you in your flesh as you go out about the world embodying faith healing hurts meeting needs and we got to train for it and it's gonna require some discomfort out of my comfort zone but I promise you you'll lose everything you never knew you needed everything needs to go that you never needed All right, we hope that you will download a packet and we get to see you in Platoon 30, squad, I don't know at this point, four. Thank you, thank you, Cindy. Squad four, Platoon 30, we're signing up now.
1: Friends, we hope that you were blessed by this episode. Be sure to swipe up on the show notes to get registered for instructor training today and grab that early bird discount. And don't forget to download our brand new RW app, where you'll find this podcast and so many more incredible resources in one convenient place. You can also become an RW plus subscriber where you'll get access to some fun exclusive content made just for you. Go to the app store to check it out. And before you go, please follow us and leave a review on this podcast. It really does help us spread the good news. We'll be back on Monday with a new Revving the word. See you soon. Peace.